0: Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode four. a lot of books on our bookshelves. I don't know how many. It's been a while since we counted. All I know is that the last time we moved, we probably gave away a hundred books. We got it down to the ones that we really like. We used Marie Kondo's uh, method for getting rid of books. I'll talk about that another podcast. But what I've noticed about the books that I gravitate to is they're all about uncovering your potential, leadership development, uh, overcoming creative blocks, marketing, those kind of books. So it doesn't really surprise me that after filling my brain with that kind of content over the years that I would become a career coach because I do believe that everybody has potential. And as I was looking at my bookshelf the other day, it's really amazing how many of the books I have really correlate to job searching and elevating your career, even though the topics of those books don't address those subjects directly. So today I wanna talk to you about one of those books in particular. This one is by Stephen Pressfield, and the book is called The War of Art. The subtitle is "Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles." What's fascinating about this is there are so many correlations to a job search and a career that I just had to I just had to do a podcast episode on lessons learned from Stephen Pressfield. Now, the book itself is focused around what he thinks is the biggest block to getting what you want in his case, creatively, and he calls that resistance. In his words, resistance shows up to prevent us from getting into our higher nature and instead keeps us focused in our lower nature. Anything that we do that requires our higher nature, that requires higher levels of critical thinking, resistance will show up to prevent that. And we know this about ourselves because our brains are wired for protection, for fight or flight, for protecting us from danger, for categorizing things because that's what helps us feel like we belong and we're safe. All of those interesting things that our brain serves up for us. So if you think about it, it doesn't just show up because you want to write that great novel or you want to paint the painting, get those watercolors out, whatever those creative things are, resistance definitely shows up for those. But I really believe that resistance is super clever in showing up when we are in a job search or we have a vision for how we could elevate our career. Now he says this, resistance cannot be seen, touched, heard, or smelled, but it can be felt. If we start to think of a stretching into a job that asks a little more from us or a pivot because we just don't feel like we fit in the role that we're in or in the company that we're in, as soon as we start to to think about that, resistance oftentimes shows up. And it's super duper clever too. Because resistance will be that someday kind of thing. He defines it in procrastination as you never tell yourself, I'm never going to look for a job. You find yourself in that situation. You never tell yourself, I'm never going to go for that promotion. Instead, we say, I'm going to write my symphony. I'm just going to start tomorrow. Have you ever said, oh, I'm going to look for that new job. I'm just going to look tomorrow. Have you ever said, I'm going to pivot one day. One day I'm going to get that promotion. That one day someday thought is resistance, clever way of keeping you right where you are. And what's really kind of crazy is even hope. I hope someday I get a new job. You know, Vince Lombardi said, hope is not a strategy. So what I want to offer you is, if you're stuck in hope, then you might actually be stuck in resistance. Question that. Where is that coming from? It also shows up in ways that seem really reasonable. You have other things to do. That to-do list is calling the cupboard needs to be reorganized, the new home office needs to be set up. All of the things that have you thinking it's something else that needs to be done instead of doing what you know you want to do, which is apply for some jobs, stretch, elevate, go for that promotion. Have you ever walked by your boss's office and thinking, gosh, next time I see that they're not on the phone, I think I'll pop in, have that conversation about a gap I've noticed. And I really think I've got a solution for that. And you see that they're available, but you're still thinking it's not the right time. Resistance, my friend. Now, another interesting thing that Stephen says about resistance and how we can find a way to combat it is to remember that we're actually pros. He uses the the, uh, contrast of being a professional and being an amateur. Resistance likes to keep us in the amateur ranks, but we're actually pros already. And he says this quote, "All of us are pros in one area in our jobs. We get a paycheck, we work for money. We are professionals. We're exchanging value for money. That's me. That's my little sidebar. Now back to Steven. Are there principles we can take from what we're already successfully doing in our workday life? and apply to these other aspirations, what exactly are the qualities that define us as professionals? He says, number one, we show up every day. We might do it only because we have to, to keep from getting fired, but we do it, we show up every day. Are you showing up for you every day? Are you showing up for your job search every day? How about showing up for what you really want to take your career to that next level? Signing up for that course, taking that uh, class, online class at the university, showing up just by raising your hand and letting somebody know that you really believe that you're the solution to their problem. Number two, he says, show up no matter what in sickness and in health, come hell or high water, we make it happen. We might do it only as to not let down our coworkers or for other less noble reasons, but we do it. We show up no matter what. Are you showing up for your job search no matter what? Are you, as I like to, as one of the things I have on my bulletin board, do you keep going even when fill in the blank? When you think of your job search and your career, choosing to show up no matter what, show up every day, and keep going even when are amazing qualities to develop. And they are qualities that are going to help you get the things that you want for yourself. He also calls out that we stay on the job all day. Our minds may wander, but our bodies remain at the wheel. We pick up the phone when it rings. We assist a customer when they need our help. We don't go home until the whistle blows. Now, you may have heard it said that your job search is your full time job until you get a job. And I I don't disagree with that in principle. It does not mean that you spend 10 to 12 hours a day searching for a job, doing job search activities. A job search takes an emotional toll on you, it requires that you process emotions that are coming up for you in a way that maybe they didn't at work. The exception being maybe you were in a toxic environment previously. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. But the bottom line is, is that you stay on the job all day. If you set a goal for yourself to spend four hours a day on your job search or four hours a day learning something new or creating a presentation that you can provide to help you get that promotion? Are you committed to spending the time that you said you would put in to making that happen? We're also committed over the long haul. He says, Next year, we may go to another job, another company, another country, but we'll still be working. We are still part of the labor force. Are you committed to the long haul for your career? Have you set out a path? Have you revisited the path that you envisioned for yourself? Have you detoured off of that path? Ask yourself why. Sometimes there's good reasons for it but other times it's resistance. It's because it just feels a little too risky. It feels like you might encounter rejection. Maybe you don't have enough rejection tolerance to keep pushing. I have a podcast about rejection tolerance. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. But the bottom line is, are you committed over the long haul to investing in yourself to get the job that you want, to have the career that you want. The last thing out of his list that I think is really interesting as it relates to a job searcher career is that we don't over-identify with our jobs when we're professionals. We may take pride in our work. We may stay late and come in on weekends, but we recognize that we are not our job descriptions. The amateur, on the other hand, the one that resistance wants us to believe, the identity resistance wants us to have, is that our job is everything. Whatever we do, that's what we identify with, and we can't imagine ourselves doing anything else. There are stages of grief that everyone goes through when you've lost your job. Trust me, I've been there. But It's much easier to process that if you're not over-identifying with it, if you are detached from your job description and know that you have value far beyond that job description and that you're worth it, that you're worth pursuing what you want to pursue in your career. When we over-identify, when we find our full identity in our job, Then looking for a job gets harder because we just can't we can't see past the block. If we over-identify with the jobs that we have now, maybe there's a promotion that you want to go for, but you're so identified with where you are now that the creativity isn't there, the opportunities aren't presenting themselves. And I'll leave you with this. If you have found yourself in a job loss and you're feeling like you just lost years off your career, that you're going backwards, I wanna challenge you to think differently. Instead of thinking you've lost years, what if you just accelerated those years? What if the next thing you go for is the promotion you wanna give yourself? You see the value and the contribution and the impact that you've had And it's time to give yourself that promotion. Think about how resistance might play into that and question it. Because that might be the work in potential, the potential in work, however he puts it. There's potential in you. You get to identify with that. And you get to pursue the job you want, the career you want without resistance. All right, my friends. Go for what you want. Tell resistance, no thank you. We'll talk again soon. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my Love Your Work Life programs on Teachable. You can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me. We take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want. Because when you love your work life, all the other parts of life get better too. So go to Love Your Work Life Teachable as search terms, or love-your-work-life.teachable.com. I will see you there.